Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Rick and Morty, which we'll be getting into today. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Michelle Ander. Hello. And John McKenna. Hi, everybody. Today, Michelle, John, and I are recapping the latest episode of Rick and Morty, Morty's Mind Blowers. Uh, we talk, uh, we talk, uh, we'll be getting into all the mind blowers here. Um, still a weird name for, for that. Yeah, it is kind of weird. <laughs> they just keep going with that name. But, uh, yeah, we're getting into all of the mind blowers, uh, on, uh, this podcast. We talk Rick and Morty every week here at Overly Animated. Find us at overlyanimated.com or subscribe to us on iTunes or your, po- or your favorite podcasting app by searching Overly Animated Rick and Morty. We have our Rick and Morty specific feed or Overly Animated feed. We've been having two podcasts a week on Rick and Morty almost through the season here, just uh, this episode and two more after this, unfortunately, but uh, expecting an explosive last few weeks. So subscribe to make sure you don't miss anything. Um, Spoilers for Morty's Mind Blowers and previous episodes of Rick and Morty. But let's get right into things. Michelle, what did you think of this episode? I thought this episode was all right. I did not think it was amazing. I did not think it was terrible. I thought it was just fine. It was a fine episode. All right. Okay. Well, what 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 made it uh, less than uh, not? What made you less than enthusiastic about it? I don't. I mean, the pacing was like I don't know, maybe like a little fast, but like it had a lot of good gags in there. Nothing I really considered like laugh out loud funny, but I mean, it was by no means like a bad episode. So. I just, I don't know. I felt pretty, like, fine about it, but definitely no strong feelings on this one. Okay, no strong feelings for Michelle. John, uh, what do you think about this? They they have to even do their own spin on a clip show, don't they? (laughs) Uh, I thought it was, it's a clip show without clips. I I thought, actually, I I like this one. I thought it was very enjoyable. It, uh, you know, after a couple pretty heavy episodes. It's just sort of nice to just have an episode you can just have a, quite a few laughs in without tying into anything grander. So yeah, it was. it's definitely not the best. It, it's probably not in the top half for me, but it was still very fun and enjoyable. Okay. Um, yeah, this wasn't, this was by no means like a bad episode of TV or a bad episode of Rick and Morty. I still think we've had like no bad episodes of the show, but I yeah. think in the grand scheme of things, I think this is a disappointing episode. Um, it's, there's not, there's not a lot here, to be honest. I wouldn't be surprised if this was a shorter podcast. Uh, I, I think that I would have much preferred an interdimensional cable <laughs> as referenced in the episodes themselves. Like to me, this is a lot less successful than either of the interdimensional cable episodes. Um, because they like tried to have some sort of cohesive narrative throughout both of those. And I think we try much less hard here to have that. Like the best part of the episode, I think, is when it comes together at the end with summer. Um, and, and like, we, we, like, it's like a situation four or something. We've been doing this a oh, lot. Yeah. 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 Like, I like, I like, I really like that. But other than that, there's really, there's, is it's really, there's really not much there. You know, I think we have, we have these clips. We have the mind blowers. We'll go through them. They're all pleasant. I didn't find any of them particularly funny. Um, you know, I, I think last week's episode, uh, is much funnier and also much, much better of a narrative and much better characterization. Um, you know, so like for me, a lot, like a lot of people don't like interdimensional, interdimensional cable too. I like it, but I think this is a worse episode than that. And I wouldn't, you know, it's, we're too close to it. You know, it's just day of, but I think this Mm -hmm. is probably in the running for worst episode of the show. 
Um, I didn't hate of the show, yeah. not of the season, but the show itself. Yeah, I didn't look. I didn't hate it, you know. Wow. But I don't know. Is uh, like my previous worst episode is um, is uh, get swifty. Like, is this that much right. better than that? I don't know. They're they're all they're about about the same. Like, there's some highlights here. There's definitely some good lines, but um, not. I'm not thrilled with this. I don't know. I what, think that like. I think that like every writer that uh, on the show pitched in. Yeah. So in a, in a sense, it was kind of maybe a fun little, uh, fun little showcase for them, you know, get, tell like maybe Dan Harmon told all the writers, you know, pitch a two, pitch a two minute Rick and Morty story to me. We're going to use it in one episode. Go. Yeah, exactly. They have six writers credited. They're definitely just the different mind benders are like each written by a different writer. Mm-hmm. Um, at for, so for me, I think the highlights of this were not the mind benders themselves. They were the the interact the, like the interactions in that room between uh, Rick and Morty, and then they get mind wiped and just everything, uh, like all the like meta lines and the every situation that's basically not a mind bender that really stood out to me more mind blower. That stood out to me more than any of the fake clips we got. What do you think about that, Michelle? I mean, I think that's fair. I also agree. I think, like, Summer's, like, coming at the end was, like, one of my favorite parts. Because then you realize, like, oh, this has been happening, like, a lot. And, wow, like, Rick assumed that this was going to happen. But, like, I don't know. Some of the mind-blower sequences I thought worked really, really well. And some I thought were, like, just okay. There was definitely a spectrum for me in terms of what I thought worked really well. But... Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting talking about this one because I just like don't feel that strongly for the vast majority of it. Yeah. In terms of the content. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I don't feel strongly that it's like terrible or the worst episode, you know. I'm, right. I'm, yeah. yeah same. Yeah. It's, you know, it's just, it's just uh, definitely coming off of the high of maybe the best episode of the series last week. Yeah. yeah. That's really part of the problem, too. Like, it's really hard. Like, in comparison to that, anything coming right off of that, it's going to be like pretty, we're going to look at it pretty critically. Yeah. It's a high thing to live up to. It's possible with more distance, this episode will improve. Definitely. It, it's possible. Um, yeah. It, it's the, it's like the, um, it's the red, it's the red headband right after uh, the first episode of Avatar Book Three. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a whole that's a, a whole debate there. But, oh man, yeah, the footloose, the footloose parody. Yeah, that's that's a str- oh. much better episode than the premiere of book three. But anyway, um, what, uh, John, what do you think of uh, what? What did you prefer, the cl- the fake clips or like the like situational material in that room? Uh, honestly, the uh, the fake clips I thought were kind of interesting because I loved the, seeing the creativity of making two, a two minute, just a quick two minute uh, story out of just with these two characters dealing with all these, all these different ideas. It was pretty, I liked seeing them. They were all very interesting. They were all very different. Uh, I, I must admit it's, it's kind of nice to just have a, a nice episode of vignettes, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you know, the fact they're able to have those while also having that fit and over the overall plot of the episode is, was really good. I loved how they did that. It made it, it still made an episode that you would want to watch again rather than just have it be, you know, a throwaway. Yeah. Yeah. They, mm, and, yeah, it's fair. Yeah. And this is something I think that the interdimensional cables did really well is they just had a surrounding story um, in a way that it just doesn't make it like it's not just an improv episode, especially the first one really has an incredible story. And then the second one less successful, but still has like a pretty good surrounding narrative. And I think once again here, they have a coherent surrounding narrative. It's just definitely has left less depth than the previous ones um michelle what do you what, what you got you got the mind blowers <laughs> clips or the interdimensional cable improv uh commercials in terms of which one was better what like what yeah i get i mean not necessarily which episode but just which would which did you like seeing better 
Oh, man. Well, (laughs) honestly, I mean, I do think the mind blowers as a concept was really interesting. And, like, I'd say, like, I know we're going to get into, like, what our faves were later on in the podcast. But, like, there were some I thought were, like, pretty clever and great and that I actually, like, had a feel for. Um, I kind of, they're, they're sort of their own thing, though. So it's kind of hard to compare them for me. Okay. Okay, John, uh, Mind Blowers versus uh, Interdimensional Fable. Uh, I feel I feel like this one was a little was a little bit better. Uh, again, this could be recency bias on my part, but it's a case, But you know, I felt like it was a, it was definitely uh, more creative. There were some ga- the gags sort of had a better stopping point. Mm-hmm. I mean, for some of the ones that you're mentioning, like the fake doors guy, it was I get the whole point was it, the commercial kept going, but it was a case of. Uh, too much dead, too much dead space in between the setup and the punchline. Uh, I felt this one; it, it was definitely a lot tighter, a lot more. It, it was definitely a lot tighter, a lot more interesting. And the ending with Summer just coming in and nonchalantly fixing everything was pretty hilarious. Yeah, I, I think so. That's a good point. These are these are tighter. These are like uh, more well executed. Like these are the, the, the inter- so the interventional cable. I think those are way funnier. That's the main thing. Um, <laughs> Like, like, I didn't really think any of these were particularly funny. So the interdimensional cable is way funnier, but there's like a downside just having them be improv is that they're just kind of. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. that's like a good point John make is like these like actual people conceived and wrote them down, like spent more than yeah. like five seconds, you know, with them in their brain coming up with them, which is a pretty big difference. Yeah, these are like coherent narratives, and yeah, the, and the cable one struggled with that, I think. And yeah, you're right. There's like dead air, and there's just uh, like there's like okay, it's the funny concept, and then like what else are we doing with it? And so in that regard, uh, it's kind of an improvement, but I just think it's a step down humor wise potentially. Um, mm-hmm. It could also depend on just like what your kind of humor your that you favor is. Because yeah, like yeah, I don't know, I really love dumb humor, but sometimes like it's it's not. <laughs> good enough to count but sometimes it's wonderful so I don't know. For, yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know for me it's just like if i want dumb humor i'm watching anything other than rick and morty <laughs> yeah it's a fair point usually yeah there's there was there was one or two of the mind blowers i actually thought were uh in of uh intelligence level potentially below right. the show yeah, yeah and that's how i felt too like there are a couple that stood out a lot i guess i guess i'll bring it up now the squirrels one Yes, um, yeah. Squirrels one was my favorite. Oh, so good. Uh, so I, I, I kind of love it, but it's, it's also like, wow, this really didn't feel like Rick and Morty. It felt like pretty slapsticky. It felt like kind of a different show. Um, that, that was, that was odd to me. Like this didn't feel the typical like azor, asorbic, like, uh, you know, skeptical t- type of perspective that the show usually has. It's like, oh, squir- squirrels are running the world. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> anyway, well, squirrels probably to bring down a government. Yeah. yeah, very cute squirrels, but with like an actual threatening agenda. They had to leave that dimension because of the squirrels. <laughs> they thought it was a pretty big threat. Yeah, they did. They did. Okay, so let's let's get into the mind blowers. Yeah, so which is uh, which is your favorite mind blower? We have a list here. Um, we have Moonspiracy, Morty's Menagerie, the whole enchilada, and then there's no more names as as referenced in the episode. But um, Michelle, when you look back on it, uh, which mind blower stands out the most to you? Well, I do love the the squirrels one a lot, but um, Morty's Menagerie is just like it's just so sad, you know. <laughs> like you get the other people get so excited about like contact with another like form of like intelligence, and the lady like leaves her like you know Sweetums or whoever, and like goes with the other guy who had a liberal arts degree, and he still gets to, 
that was a pretty great gag. And they get there, and it's just like, it's the thing where, like, you know, like, Rick kind of, like, primed him. He was like, you'll do anything, Morty. He's like, yeah, yeah, I don't care. It's like, well, that's what you get. I mean, this is how Rick's mind works. Like, are you really surprised? So I thought that one was really great. I didn't get that impression from the from the mind blowers that they were a couple. That's Michelle's headcanon there. Well, okay. she like well not well not the short guy, but like the other dude. They like hugs. Oh, I, I assumed I maybe. Mm. I thought there was something there. Maybe I was, go back and rewatch. Maybe I was missing it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Michelle is uh, Morty's menagerie, also the squirrels. John, which uh, which mind blower stands out most to you? Uh, just I okay. I I'm gonna have to go ahead and say the one that stood out was the. One with the uh, the uh, it was the big magnet where Rick's constantly trying to find a zip tie. He just oh, plugs man. it. It's a zip tie, and then Morty used it, I guess, to find every Jessica in the entire. Uh, yeah, what did he type in? Redhead, right? Like he must. Yeah, have. all of them were redhead. Yeah. That seemed to be the yeah. unifying factor. Yeah, <laughs> I just thought that was just um, it. It was kind of obvious. I felt like you knew that was where I was going to go. It's just still so funny that that's the first thing he thinks of when he's trying. Yeah, for it. I, I buy it. Also, yeah. Also, I could really use one of those in my house. Quite honestly. Yeah. If just find anything, that'd be great. Yeah. yeah not not redheads, but you know the magnet. <laughs> right. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, one of those things. that's like uh, useful, but then uh, it goes too far, and it would like find everything from like a mile radius, even beyond your house or something. Um, yeah. That was like I think it's like Rick and Morty's take on like a three D printer or something almost. You know, uh, just can just can do anything. Um, so they they got like shorter at the end, so that was like one of those one note gag ones. Um, I'll, I'll I'll highlight another one of the kind of shorter gag ones: the true level, um, experiencing like true level, the leveler. Oh my god, that was a great concept. Yeah, conceptually, that was the best one for me. Like, I, I love that Morty just freaks out after like ex- having actually experienced that, and now everything's crooked. Um, like orga- orgasmically I thought he was making fun of it at first yeah. but then when they took him out of it he was like no I have to go back nothing makes sense to I was like oh oh, that was real oh wow okay now his world's destroyed great job Rick <laughs> yeah I agree I th- it seems like it's fake at first but then he just freaks out at being outside of that yeah yeah for me, that was like the 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 one that like intellectually like uh, uh, intrigued me the most. I, I enjoyed that concept. Um, let's go through the other ones. Uh, any uh, Michelle? Any least favorite off the top of your head? Uh, some of them I'm not gonna remember. Okay, we'll go. Oh, the light. I like the light switch one, but I don't know. That's probably not my least favorite. That we should go through. Okay, them let's all. go through them and then we'll <laughs> we'll evaluate them. So first is Moonspiracy. Yeah um the 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 guy i forget the guy's name but yeah he's uh he, mr mr lunas yeah gordon lunas <laughs> this is the Not longest one yeah we had Prince, yeah. principal vagina back after a while he's uh it's like he's like the smudge and then uh stuff with like him being a pedophile right it's like mr principal <laughs> vagina is like reading into it being code from morty um yeah, what do you think of this one michelle Oh, man. I mean, it was like a very interesting concept. And I like vaguely felt bad for the guy, you know, taking his life and like being an ex-Marine. And then it was a smudge because it really did not look like a smudge at the beginning of the episode. But like it was kind of funny how they actually made that work. I I felt pretty okay about this one. John, what do you think? I feel so bad for Mr. Lotus. <laughs> guys, but he was, a, he was a pedophile, though. Come on. You care about him? No, he, like, hits him in the face. Like, who does that, Principal? Wow, okay. Going on a hunch I mean, here. Well, it's like, well, I'm assuming he isn't, but uh, but it's just, 
it's so funny though because you you go into it and you think well yeah there probably could be a man on the moon i mean rick's been on the moon and probably so many other people have been on the moon in this universe why couldn't that be a thing but turns out it was but then having it be just a smudge it was it was a great kicker at the end because you're like oh my you're like just oh my goodness that's uh it's awful but i still laughed at it yeah this was the most narratively complex one so i enjoyed it on on that level um also bringing back principal Jaina and this uh this ridiculousness with uh like morty being uh just like exasperated the concept of it being a smudge yeah and then it's yeah. confirming yeah uh, the next one we talked about is Morty's uh, menagerie, um, where they're in like the thing, the, the guy, the light bulb <laughs> creature. Uh, like that's a weird design, yeah. And then, as Michelle mentioned, they trick the guys into coming. Uh, we got Michelle's take here. John, what do you think of this one? Uh, it was all right. It was all right. It, um, you know, pretty pretty solid escape plot. Uh, did it, nothing really. St- nothing was really stand stand out to me. It was. Uh, I liked how Rick at the end said, "Yeah, sometimes I have to edit these to make it na- to make it work narratively." Yeah, it's a good little. Uh, yeah, yeah good it was little... a good question. When we're yeah. just like, "How would I know what they were thinking?" And it's like, ah, uh, editing. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, nice little. It's a little lampshade, but eh, it worked. Yeah, uh, it was. It didn't really stand out to me because it wasn't didn't have that sort of impending danger thing, which I guess makes it sort of work. Which I make could have made it work a little bit better, but yeah, other than that. Yeah, and we'll go through all the uh, reactions uh, to to all of these. Um, yeah, I think I think for this one, I feel like they could have been uh, it could have very easily gone to a funnier place. Um, it felt like pretty uh, pretty straightforward where we went. I do like the concept of like tricking the like NASA people, and then like my God, like uh, yeah, I, I I enjoyed all of that. But um, you know, I feel like there's a better version of this we could have done. Um, next is the whole enchilada with a uh, zigzag, the floop floopian. Who uh, who needs to uh, name. yeah he needs to uh, be killed by a great warrior to ag- achieve an orgasmic afterlife. Uh, Michelle, thoughts on this one? Uh, I like this one a lot. I just like I love like you know Morty like accidentally making <laughs> this guy question everything right before he's supposed to get killed, and then having their after actually be an afterlife. But then he like goes to the hell version of that because a car hit him instead. Yeah, <laughs> he's like I blame you for this. Like as he's being pulled down it was really great john thoughts and there's your two minute existentialism for the day yeah exactly <laughs> uh that was uh, again it this one of those things that it's that's it's the main one of the reasons why i keep coming back to the show over and over again it's like in a space of two minutes they're able to have an existential debate on what is and isn't what is heaven what is hell then fi- now i find out there is hell but morty accidentally sent him to hell because he wouldn't kill because he wouldn't kill him and say so he gets hit by a car and I'm watching all that going, wow, that was a lot deeper than I thought it was going to be. And then it still it winds up being, you know, they still have that punchline at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought this one was fine. I don't know. It didn't it didn't really do much for me. But uh, it's, it's, it seems like a classic Rick and Morty concept of uh, the species that you have to he has to like die uh, to to achieve this afterlife. Yeah. And then uh, yeah, it's classic cynical humor from the show too with Morty. Yeah. It's like even the ones that like weren't, weren't the funniest, like you still have to appreciate just how you, you really get allows you to appreciate like the skill of the writers with a lot of these. Cause they're able to pull such very abstract concepts and work and make it work in a two minute plot. Like that's hard to do. That's true. Yeah. That, that, that's true. You need, you got to consider the runtime on these and a lot, they are able to achieve a lot in a short, in a short amount of time. And they're all pleasant, even if they're not, some are not laugh out loud funny. Yeah. 
Um, next is, uh, a short one. Um, Beth chooses to spare Summer over, uh, over Morty and, uh, Rick shows up and he's like, uh, oh, I went to, uh, Phoebe instead of Titan. Um, after 10 moons, it's time to stop, na- uh, stop naming and start numbering. Um, he says, <laughs> yeah, the thoughts, Michelle. I wish this one had more time because, like, I think part of what would have made it funny is, like, aftermath of that, like, confronting the mom being like, wow, Beth, so really summer over me, huh? Like, do you want to talk about that? But, like, there's not enough time to really get into it, so you just get her immediate reaction, and then we're coming in to save the day. Yeah, John? Well, now we know who's Beth's favorite kid is. <laughs> I, 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 buy, <laughs> no, I buy it. No wonder why they no, I you get why they want to wipe it off. Um, also, Phoebe and Titan. I'm just gonna say, rest in peace, Cassini. I uh, don't understand, but uh, John, the, the, they're both they're both they're both moons of Saturn and the Cassini spacecraft, which has been orbiting Saturn okay. for 20 years. It's death dive this week. We need to be more of a oh, NASA. that's good to know. Yeah, those are science facts of the day. Yeah, science facts. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of these at this point are trying to fit the structure of the episode. So this is like, um, why would, uh, Morty want to erase something like from his family or something? It's like, it's like trying to fit mem- the memories that Morty wants or, uh, deleted and like, uh, in certain aspects of his life. Um, and you could see why. I mean, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, next we have the, uh, uh, Morty turns into Volt uh, Mor- Mortatron, destroyer of worlds, with the uh, worm thing inside him, and they need to like draw it out with love. Um, but but then uh, they uh, start to get bored. Yeah, <laughs> like essentially, yeah. S- S- Summer and Beth can't handle it, and they they're like, uh, yeah. So Beth's like, we still love you, but I do have a thing at six. Yeah, and like, they're gonna be an intermission. Uh, Beth was really good here. Uh, th- th- thoughts, Michelle. Oh, yeah, I know I did enjoy this one a lot, and I actually felt, like, pretty bad for Morty, especially when he keeps going back in. He's like, you guys, like, oh, sorry, sweetie. Oh, yeah, we still love you. <laughs> yeah, John? When, you, when I think about those two stories together, though, it's, it actually gets more hilarious. It's like, they love them, but it's like, do, you, do we love you enough to get a to get a mutant-sucking giant worm out of your body fully? Eh, maybe not. Oh, it, if it takes too long, probably not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we have shit to do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think we're, I like, I like Beth being featured in both those. We're like ramping up into, uh, the Beth episode next week. So, uh, I, I enjoy that. Good, good, good use of Beth here before that. We'll talk about that at the end. Um, next is, uh, Venzenulon 9 with, uh, Bebo. Um, Aw, poor Bebo. They have to use Bebo to, uh, to, bri- to survive the, uh, Arctic night. But then, uh, Rick was like, is this Venzenulon 9 or Venzenulon 7? Yeah, Michelle. R.I.P. Bebo. Yeah, Bebo is pretty cute. Yeah, it was. They made him cute and fuzzy on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, John, thoughts on this? It might be warm inside, but it, that can't be comfortable. Well, yeah, you know. But it's yeah, it's warm though. All those huge organ guts to you know move around in. And yeah, poor Bebo. He led them to water. Yeah, it was nice, but you know, <laughs> now he's dead. For no reason. For no reason. Yeah, uh, this made me think of uh, No Man's Sky. This one, the uh, it's like you got to get back in your craft before the the temperature drops. Anyway, I thought of No Man's Sky a lot from Rick and Morty this season. I don't know if that's a coincidence or not. But um, next we have uh, the granite one, um, which is just uh, Morty making fun of Rick for uh, saying shouldn't take things for granite. 
It's great that that was something that he felt strongly enough to get rid of from his memory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like con- gotta, I, conceptually. The Seinfeld though. reference for the win. Yeah. Yeah, I, this is uh, I, very relatable and like uh, misunderstanding an idiom and then uh, feeling embarrassed about it. Um, interesting that like Rick the old man here and then Morty's like a kid and he's like making fun of him for it. Um, yeah, Morty's like, what are you, a boulder, a rock person? No, it was really good. Yeah. Uh, next is the uh, interrogation of the alien. That turns out it's uh, it's uh, jacking him off and not inter and not like torturing him. Oh God! Yeah, okay, this one might be my least favorite. It's just like okay, whatever. But like too crass. All right then. Uh, I don't know. I mean, he didn't really have Morty's consent to like. Yeah. I don't know. No, yeah, definitely morally questionable, obviously. <laughs> morally questionable on those grounds. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Rick says, if we can kill our enemies, but we can't jack them off, uh, then how are we better than them? <laughs> hmm. Uh, just... That's, an interesting... That's an interesting moral question. <laughs> yeah. But there was no we in that, though. There was no Rick jacking him off. It was only Morty. Yeah, it was Morty. John, <laughs> thoughts on this one? Yeah, maybe Rick would have to change his tune if he's the one jacking him off. But yeah. again, actually, that is a good. I'm still thinking about that moral question: Are we better than our enemies? We can't jack him off. Uh, I don't. I don't think it's that deep. I don't think. I think it's a nonsensical question. <laughs> Why isn't it that deep? <laughs> I think it's, it's completely nonsensical. Maybe it is. Maybe this is the next topic in the philosophy classes of Oxford University. Maybe, yeah. Uh, yeah, kind of, maybe maybe like a philosophy parody. I don't know. Is it? But yeah, it was, I like that line. Um, and that oh yeah that that that, that made me think of uh, Terry Foltz that whole that whole Morty's mind. <laughs> Terry Foltz is way better than that segment. <laughs> Terry, is not, Don't you dare compare. I mean, Terry I was Foltz like, so I was like, is he touching his Terry Folds? Like, is that what's happening? No, no, those are very different. Uh, those are not folds; those are just saggy things. <laughs> they're like sacks. Yeah. Very different. Yeah, yeah, very different. Yeah. Uh, they, they, yeah, this show definitely likes uh, like uh, folds, sacks, lumps. <laughs> yeah, all those things. On aliens, definitely uh, hit on that humor a lot of times here. Um, next is the level shelf one, which I talked about. Um, yeah, yeah. Morty says everything's crooked. Reality is poison. We're lambs to the cosmic slaughter. <laughs> reality is poison. Yeah. <laughs> He's losing it fast. Yeah. Well, you probably would too if you experienced the most ultimate form of level. Would would oh, would absolutely. you? Would you? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I, know. I don't know if I buy the concept. It- Morty it's, was like beside himself with excitement over there. Yeah, it's, it's like if you found the world's most comfortable comfortable bed and you slept in it for like one night. You go back to your regular bed and you'll be like, "What the fuck is this shit? I can't deal with this anymore." Yeah, but like to the nth, to like the to like yeah. an atomic level degree. Yeah, yeah, to an atomic level degree. Yeah, so yeah, I really, I really enjoyed that one. Uh, next is the leftmost life switch one, which we talked about. Yeah, and then it's um rick's like speech about how uh, morty made the initial erroneous <laughs> click of the switch yeah and then ended by the shameful unflipping of the initially flipped switch <laughs> morty just owns us he's like yeah that's pretty much what happened yeah but then they just like he's like exasperated about the fact that all those people are dead now he's just like it's such like a, an obnoxious annoyance but like not more than that obviously because he's rick yeah and then they they just have to uh then there's just uh bodies in this um Right, like storage locker, yeah. I mean, he was probably going to use them for something. That's probably why he's annoyed. I mean, it a dead bodies clearly were very much an inconvenience to his day. Inconvenience, but nothing more. Well, yeah, it's Rick. I mean, he's probably yeah. not that attached to... He's not attached to anything. Haven't we figured that out by now? I like how Morty keeps asking what's, like, happening and who there is. He's like, just grab a shovel! He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, this made me, I don't know if it's a specific reference to it, but it made me think of um, early time travel movie. I'm trying to remember the name of it. Uh, Primer. Yeah, Primer, like a classic uh, time travel movie. I think it's on Netflix, but yeah, there's like uh, you store the body in the like a storage room or something. I don't know. I don't know if that was bad. Made me think of that. Um, next, we have the uh, zip tie magnet, which we talked about. Um, went over that whole thing already. Pretty short. Uh, we have the squirrels. Um who are talking about like coups in Guatemala picking the new pope and chemtrails. Um, I don't, I just really liked their dialogue and I love him. Like he's been looking at us a long time and they start to talk to him. Hey boy, we're magical squirrels. Yeah. If you can hear us, let us know. We'll grant you a wish. Yeah. There's a one ninety nine on a possible Doolittle. They say. Yeah. 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 Rick's like, pack your shit. You fucked with squirrels, Morty. You fucked with squirrels. See, Rick knows how serious pack up and, We had to pack are. up and move to a new reality, Morty. Uh, I told you we can't do this more than like two or three times. Yeah, we're, we're fucked over here because of these damn squirrels, Morty. He says, yeah. <laughs> I really liked it. What, what do you think, damn John? Squirrels. Damn squirrels. <laughs> but it's, it, it is, it, it was hilarious to know that the furry animals in our world are silently plotting to overthrow everything and secretly install governments. I mean, I kind of, I suspected the raccoons personally, but <laughs> squirrels, yeah. Next obvious uh, candidate. Raccoons too stupid, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like, I, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, yeah, I like the concept, but it definitely feels a little juvenile for the show. But I, I do think it's like the funniest of these, though. Um, like the Rick, Rick at the end freaking out, I really liked. Um, so then last is the montage that we get. Um, let me go over the scenes that we see. Some of them are very fast here, but, um, yeah. we have like, uh, Morty in an alien. Uh, we have an alien pooping out Morty. We have Morty beating Rick at checkers. <laughs> That's it. Yes, that was good. <laughs> that was really good. Yeah, that needs to be deleted. Um, so a guy like cutting off Morty's hands, um, in like a bar or something. Um, it's like Morty's 13th birthday. Um, and like the candles go into Rick's eyes or something. Um, them skiing and like Rick crashing. They're b- burying Santa. That was another one. Oh, yeah. That stood out. Morty inside another alien. Um, juggling Rick, someone juggling Morty parts, <laughs> been like dismembered. Um, a Morty ghost. Uh, that was a pretty quick one too. A Morty dog. And then. There's a Morty dog? Yeah, there's a Morty dog. A dog with like Morty head. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then last and most prominently is Mr. Poopy Pants, Mr. Poopy Butthole, Mr. Poopy Butthole proposing to Morty. Yes! I yeah. do remember that one. Ship. And he looked so excited about <laughs> it. He was ready to commit. <laughs> he's back. We were, Mr. Poopy Butthole, we are expecting him to be back. Well, I mean, not really, but uh, he's, it's the, his third episode <laughs> appearance here in this one shot yeah. of proposing to Morty. Uh, yeah, John, John, you're shipping it. Do you have a headcanon of what, what the circumstances are? I think it's just Mr. Poopy Butthole maybe just likes Morty. Does it have to be anything more than that? He's had a he's had it rough, he had all it right? Rough, yeah. He's just been he's just been shot. Yeah. He had to go through rehab. He just wants to settle down, maybe have a nice quiet life with You know, with he proposed, so he seems pretty pom- confident that Morty will accept his proposal. I think Morty seemed enthusiastic about it. Yeah. yeah. He's into it. <laughs> yeah. Right, of course. This is the alternate uh, universe where uh, Beth doesn't shoot <laughs> Mr. Poopy Butthole. Yeah. <laughs> Then this romance develops, I think, is, is what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Wait, why does it have to be an alternate universe? Why couldn't it just been, you know, he's finally back on his feet? Yeah, that's true. Been, yeah. That's true. He recovered, reassessed his life priorities, made the proposal. Realized that life is fragile. 
Yeah. Annie, Especially when you're around Beth. Yeah, and he falls in love with this uh, 14-year-old boy. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, the, that was definitely a highlight there, seeing that uh, two seconds of that. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed this montage. Uh, I feel like my highlight is just Morty winning at checkers. Like, that's uh, burying Santa and then the proposal at the end. Yeah. I will say this. I'm noticing something. I've noticed there's one common thread in a lot of the memories that Rick is, is try, was trying to get rid of. They're all moments where Morty was better than him at something or was able to get in a jab at Rick that Rick couldn't defend. Yeah, definitely. Mm, yeah. yeah. Which t- says a lot about the relationship between Rick and Morty that Rick cannot under any circumstances have Morty remember a time where he was actually better than him. Yeah. Um, it's pretty messed up. If you it, think it's about uh, it. yeah, definitely this whole episode messed up. It's just uh, deleting any uh, experiences that Morty can't live with or that Rick did not want him to have. Yeah. Uh, it, it, and it's not... It, it's not even like the damaging. It's not even like Morty did anything so damaging Rick couldn't let him remember it. It's like it's stuff that just you know. It's like innocuous stuff. You wouldn't think that would get to a super genius like Rick. Like who cares if he loses a game of checkers or he can't ski? Yeah, definitely in that segment. I mean, some of the earlier ones, Morty probably chose to not remember like what happened to uh, Mister Lunas. He probably didn't want to live with the guilt. Uh, right. Well, well I'm, talk- I'm talking about all the ones that are. I'm talking about all the red ones, like the ones in which Rick is not. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The ones that Rick wanted to lead, not the ones Morty wanted deleted. Yeah, yeah. That Morty tries to figure out the color coding, and Rick is like, "You're reading too much into it." <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Let's go through. I thought the most notable quotes of the episode were all from these in between segments between the mind blowers. So I'm gonna go through all the best ones here. Um, for, but uh, start with, uh, and of course, in the beginning of the episode, we had the truth tortoise. Um, who could forget the truth tortoise? I almost forgot the truth tortoise. Oh, well, that's because you looked in its eyes. Yeah, it's a truth tortoise. They <laughs> they capture truth tortoise as they're as they're racing through an MC Escher painting, being chased by alien Nick Jagger. Yeah. yeah what? Yeah, was what it a vampire? Was that I don't combination know. Combination of yeah. yeah, he's just like look kind of punk or something. It's hard to say. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going. It's like I was thinking, like, is that Mick Jagger, David Bowie, uh, Ozzy Osbourne? I was like, through all my mid 20th century British long, long black haired punk stars. Yeah, and it also reminded me of the vampires from that one episode. But yeah, that was a visually striking <laughs> intro with the Truth Tortoise. Um, then to intro the episode, yeah, uh, Rick's like, let's watch some interdimensional cable. Remember how we used to do that? Um, it's like, oh, you think that'll be the last time they <laughs> reference this? No, constantly. Um, <laughs> uh, we, yeah, we got this is uh, where we archive all the experiences you beg me to remove from your life, lest you go insane. I call them Morty's mind blowers, and we'll be doing it this year instead of we'll be doing this instead of interdimensional cable, says Rick. Um, so yeah, definitely like the self referential of that there. Uh, after the moon spiracy uh, one, uh, Morty's like, uh, Jesus, I made that guy kill himself, and Rick's like, only in a literal sense. <laughs> um, I enjoyed that, and then he Rick says uh, they don't all have titles though. It's not a Simpsons Halloween special, more like a clip show made of clips you never saw. Meta, yeah, meta. I like the Simpsons Halloween special drop there, yeah. Um, and then um, Morty's like, "How come I? Yeah, as we 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 referenced this before, how come I was able to see all those other people's memories? Um, I wouldn't have been around for that." And Rick's like, um, "You know, sometimes I've, sometimes I have to do a little editing, Morty, you make uh, make the mind blowers play a little better upon revisiting." Oh, yeah. Um, and then uh, we talked about the uh, yeah Morty's like after the zigzag one. I could have learned a lesson if I let myself remember them. Uh, Rick says, uh, "Don't break your back trying to le- create a lesson, Morty. It's a free form anthology." I'm getting annoyed. You're not hearing that. Uh, which I, which I enjoy <laughs> no. that Morty's not buying into the concept of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> and then we had uh, his file names for all of the mind blowers: Booger, AIDS, AIDS, Booger, 
<laughs> AIDS, bo- bo- uh, yeah, booger AIDS copy is the is the name of uh, the next segment. Um, uh, we yeah we when, after they forget their memory, which we haven't even talked about much, they like uh, mind wipe themselves. Um, they like yeah, they're an adolescent boy and an elderly man who can find space. Uh, Rick's like, don't look at me like that. For all we know, you could be the fucking weirdo. <laughs> And we even talked about Men in Black three, Men in Black two gags. Um, yeah, Rick's like it's like Men. It's more he's like it's like Men in Black. Uh, Rick's like I have Men in Black two in here, um, so you get the general idea. <laughs> Not quite. It's basically an endless string of callbacks. All right, save it for YouTube. <laughs> that was actually pretty good. Yeah, I like save it for YouTube. Yeah, uh, and then later we have um, Rick says I don't know much other than Men in Black two is a joyless cash grab. just ripping into it i've honestly have not seen men in black 2 seems to be a good choice based on this episode honestly this episode almost makes me want to see it just because they're bashing it you haven't seen it either no i saw men in black 1 though and i've heard men in black 3 was supposed to be pretty good though dylan have you seen men in black 2 i mean i definitely have i remember no i remember i remember i remember zero from it come on like why would i remember anything from that (laughs) Uh, I also have seen Men in Black Three. Could tell you zero about that one too. So um, I think I feel like Delaney's talked about <laughs> Men in Black a few times on the podcast. We did get her take on it next week, but yeah, um, it's it's a good reference here. Um, and uh, yeah, then we get the whole thing with Summer at the end uh, with um, Scenario uh, Four, and then she like uh, dark guns them. She says, "I don't get paid enough for this shit." Um, wake, and then wakes them up and like positions them so they're like how do we fall asleep during uh, interdimensional cable and then they're like going off on summer that was a little weird to me yeah I mean I didn't like the language with uh, dumb bitch pretty sexist language but um, it's definitely intentional uh, on the part of the show it's like uh, oh wow Rick and Morty are assholes uh, summer's the one saving them and she's doing all the work yeah that was like I'm allowing it it made it funnier I don't think it necessarily made it. It was funnier. definitely. I intended. think they could have been a yeah. It was, it was like intended for that purpose, but you weren't you weren't buying it, Michelle. I wasn't buying it. It was. It was. I harsh. think they could have achieved that in a different way, especially because like I don't know, it's a little confusing to think of like well like how much are they going to remember like because that mind wipe seems to clear their memories entirely and now like they seem to think that they've been out for like what like 20 minutes or something yeah, they installed but, they installed them back to a previous uh memory state so yeah yeah it, it, it's like they hit they hit the reset button yeah they could have lost more though because i don't think the ones that summer put into them again were necessarily up to date like it's possible we just lost the season in their heads yeah that's what i'm wondering yeah. oh that would be hilarious like it would make sense to me like it was just in she just grabbed ones from wherever i doubt rick's constantly updating them he might have. I mean, we probably did. We probably didn't see it, but he probably, you know, reloaded their their memories right before they went into the chamber. Put them in the put them in the lockbox just in case. I mean, he thinks that far ahead usually. Yeah, I mean, this is thinking that far ahead. But yeah, I love the concept of summer uh, just being assigned to clean up this uh, nonsense. Um, definitely yeah. brought the episode together. And just totally nonched a lot about it. Too. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I gotta do this again. Fine. Yeah. Um, and just highlighting how much of assholes Rick and Morty are, yeah, for sure. And then at the end, they're like, fuck this noise. Let's go on. I like fuck this noise in the show. Well, let's go on a classic uh, Rick and Morty adventure. Um, and Summer's like, no wonder why you're constantly fighting with each other and behind schedule. Behind schedule, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know about ending on such a meta line like that. Like, clearly, that's reference to the show's production. Um, you know, I, I, yeah, it, it, this episode's very, very meta. Potentially too much, though. I don't know. 
Well, yeah, I, I don't know. It's I, I, it's de- it's definitely meta, especially when you when you remember that uh, the reason why the season was so delayed was because Dan and Justin were co- were actually like yeah, arguing definitely a reference to that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was definitely art- a lot of artistic disagreement. It's fine. I mean, you know, it's, uh, the show's allowed to be meta. It's earned the right to be meta. Yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah, this isn't something they would have done in season one, but we were at this point now. And I do think this episode specifically is the byproduct of the kind of writing delays that they had. Um, like originally they <laughs> said that they were intending to do an instrumental cable episode. The season was supposed to be 13 episodes, but, um, they had to like condense. They were too far behind schedule during the writing process. So I think probably like last season, they talked about how the purging, the, the purge episode was like written pretty last minute um they're like oh crap we need another one like uh we need to move on with production and start animating um this year i'm I'm, i I don't know i haven't read this for sure but i'd be pretty confident that this episode was put together pretty fast in the writing process it actually yeah i would not be surprised either if that's the case i think it might have just been a case where you know they were probably every single vignette that we saw was probably an episode idea for a full length one yeah they might have gone into their files or something yeah 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 but then the time was like oh crap shit we have we are so behind schedule um you know what we'll leave these ideas for now we'll let's let's do what's like one clip show we'll lump them in we won't have to do too much work on that just so we could spend more time on all these other ones and some of these episodes that we've seen so far they look like lengthy uh time yeah. commitments tales of citadel was you know 99 percent justin roiland i mean that that probably that was taken weeks to, to record yeah, his alone, voice yeah 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 i and i'm i'm i think it's a good strategy like i'm glad that they gave Tales from the Citadel, it's time, um, like during the writing process and that they didn't rush it in favor of trying to make this episode more coherent. I'm fine with this episode being what it is if it gave us, uh, Rick Lantis mix up. Like, I, I yeah. yeah, like that's, that's worth it. Um, so yeah, I mean, th- this whole season, I mean, if this is the product of, if what we've seen this season is the product of two years of writing, I am totally fine with that because it is paying off. Yeah, I mean, I think I think uh, a lot of uh, what they're talking about in interviews is that they just it was a lot of it wasn't like they meticulously worked the entire time. It was a lot of like revisiting their own work and doubting themselves. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I think like it's from my perspective, this being the most disappointing episode of the season, it's frustrating that this came about as a result of um, production inefficiencies. Um, it's like if maybe if they had their shit together more, we wouldn't have had um, the worst episode of the season. In my opinion, might have been better. So um it's it's you know it is what it is though like uh the season's been great and last episode was it's, incredible it's the scoop of orange sorbet in between your fifth and sixth course at a, at a 12 course banquet uh okay yeah that's a good that's a good way of phrasing that i guess it's an interesting analogy <laughs> I'll, I'll take that yeah well you know it's, it's like it's the power like you, yeah. know, you just had a, you have very five rich courses which are in our case eight rich courses you need that little bit of lightness in between before you get ready for the next one otherwise you're just going to be you're going to be exhausted from all the very heavy content we've had so far. Yeah, and it's in the same spot as these on the other season. So, um, yeah, you're right. Hopefully looking like an explosive finale. Before we get to the next episode of The Stinger, we had, a like, first of all, we had the, like, hard rock version of the end credits. Um, that was, I don't know why I needed that, but that was, that was cool, I guess. <laughs> it was there, yeah. yeah. And then... The, great, instr- great instrumental work. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, and The Stinger is Jerry's Mind Blowers. Um <laughs> Oh my god! They, they need to send Gobo home. Um, they're like Jerry's uh, humanity. Jerry fucked it up so bad. Huma- humanity's instinctive dis- left him in the car. He got heat stroke. <laughs> Damn it, Jerry! Uh, they say humanity's instinctive dismissal of him saved a man's life. Um, about Jerry, uh, you're supposed to bring him Gobo to the hill. Was he in your car? He was in your car. Yeah. Um, dibs on his stuff. Uh, says Rick at the end about Gobo. Michelle, uh, thoughts on Jerry here? Oh my god. Well, 
I think he should have kept this memory. I think it could have helped him not be so stupid later. But, you know, maybe it caused him too much angst afterwards and he wasn't, like, remembering to eat or something. So they had to get rid of it from his brain. You're like, maybe I'll give him a pass because he couldn't eat or something, whatever. Yeah, or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's like there's... It's, it's amazing that Jerry only has one of those moments I assume, yeah. where he had to take out of his memory. Yeah, I guess the, I guess maybe the joke is that he is so he's already has so much uh, shit in his memory and so much self-doubt that um, like, how could there be such a room of things taken out? Um, but at the same time, he probably fucked up a lot like this. Did you enjoy the stinger, John? That was it was hilarious. I was like. Damn it, Jerry. I was rooting for you, man. I was rooting for you. I was not. <laughs> I was also oh, not we're aware about this point, yeah. Uh, it's like, well, it, it's in Jerry's past. I mean, maybe he's... No, he hasn't learned, has he? No, never mind. Carry on. Nope, hasn't learned, yep, as, as established. Oh. But yeah, will that be the last appearance of Jerry? I assume not. But next week we have um, the ABCs of Beth. Um, and the preview uh, talks about Fruity Land. Um, which is uh, which is the uh, land uh, Rick made for uh, for Beth when she was younger. Um, used to lock me up in this glorified chicken coop. Uh, Rick says the river is a literal a, a literal rainbow. Um, and Beth says you're supposed to put elbow grease in your daughter. Rick says gross. Um, and then uh, this Rick quote is great: "Is a uh, uh, dad makes a toilet look like R two D two and it breaks the front page of Reddit." But I'm Charles Manson because I gave you your own <laughs> world instead of an iPad. <laughs> <laughs> already a uh, contender for oh, line wow. of the episode for next week uh, <laughs> with, that was quick <laughs> with the reddit reference there yeah. yeah uh michelle you looking forward to the beth episode no totally i really like beth i want to see more beth this is a great concept like the dimension that rick made beth yeah when she was it'll say a lot about beth and rick's relationship i'm assuming so i'm all in yeah, for maybe that flashbacks i don't know that'd be that'd be yeah. very exciting john looking forward to this i i would look i would definitely love a Rick and Beth, a Rick and Beth episode. I feel like that needs that hasn't been explored as much as it should so far. Yeah, definitely, definitely hype for ABCs of Beth next week. And after that, the week after that is our Richurian Morty date uh, season finale, which is you know we have a lot of elements in place here for this being this being a good one. Wait, it's all already two weeks for the season finale. Yep. yep that. Oh no! What am I going to yeah. do on Sunday nights now? Sleep? Yeah, I guess sleep, right? Sleep's overrated. Yeah, not worth. I'd rather be watching Rick and Morty, but uh, you know, we still, we still, you know, still have two and a half weeks here to go during the season, so we'll enjoy it while it lasts. We'll have our panel out sometime this week. Not date, not set yet. Look for that at some point on our uh, Rick and Morty iTunes feed at uh, overlyanimated.com. Search for uh, Rick and Morty, as mentioned before. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, last uh, last thoughts on episode, Michelle. Mm, I feel more fondly about it now that we've discussed it for like an hour than I did going into this. So that's a plus. Okay, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, John? Uh, this is a good episode. And also next year, given the, this was on Emmy Sunday, if Rick and Morty isn't nominated or if Rick and Morty does, if an episode from this season does not win best animated program ne- next year's Emmys, I'm declaring war on the Academy. Yeah. I mean, those the, the animation ones are, uh, are a joke, but, um, this, this better win. What are these episodes better? Yeah, I mean, win? you got Locke, Rick Lantis mix up in for the nomination. Like, come on, uh, that's that's an easy one. Should, should... I swear, if it if it loses to a robot chicken or a Family Guy, I'm grab I'm gonna I'm grabbing a truncheon. Yeah, I mean, Bob's Burgers won this year. Um, it also, Rick and Morty should just be nominated for best comedy. Like, not even the animation category. It should just be in best oh, yeah. comedy show. It's pretty absurd that 
Um, it's not honestly. It's like way funnier than uh, oh. this. The season of Rick Morty is better than last season of Veep, like by a lot. Veep won this year. Veep's a good show, but it's a better show. The last, the last animated show to be nominated for best comedy was Family Guy. Before that, it was Fifty Years between Family Guy and The Flintstones. I mean, I think a lot of people, including me, would argue that this is a better show than Family Guy ever was. Um, it, no, it, uh, uh, yes. totally. I mean, Family Guy didn't win. I'm just trying to figure out what Family Guy did that year to earn yeah. that it that distinction. I think, I think they need a campaign for it, but um, it's it's all it's all about exposure. The Emmys aren't uh, necessarily based on actual quality. Uh, it's a lot. It's a lot. Com- yeah. So Not quality, common sense. Nah, yeah, nah. Anyway, um, more on that. <laughs> oh, more on that at overlyanimated.com. We uh, we talk about uh, awards shows. So we have our end of the year awards and. Um, Definitely Rick and Morty. At least we'll be in contention for our awards. Um, but yeah, check out overlyanimated.com for everything. Uh, new is a, a Discord channel um, for uh, for us uh, for text chat. Um, so come uh, chat with us about Rick and Morty at overlyanimated.com slash Discord. We have our own Rick and Morty channel, and yeah, uh, we get a come come talk about how uh, the show should be nominated for an Emmy among other topics. What do you think of this episode? Come talk with us on Discord about that. Overlyanimated.com slash Discord. Um, and you can cons- consider supporting us via Patreon at patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thank you very much to all of our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Michael, a.k.a. Wazowski. And thanks, as always, to our patron executive producers, John, Ryan, Steve, Alex, and Andy. Um, back for the panel later in the week. Uh, check out our Bo- BoJack Horseman coverage. Going through every episode of that. It's a lot. And, um, it is a yeah. lot. <laughs> Michelle's, Michelle's been on <laughs> quite a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Michelle Bojack also should be nominated for best comedy with the Emmys. Yes, yeah. please, yeah. for real. Yeah, pretty two pretty obvious ones that uh, shows that way underappreciated in the general public. But yeah, check out our Bojack coverage and everything else. Overlyanimated.com. Subscribe to us. You don't miss any more of our Rick and Morty coverage. Uh, we'll see you for our panel and be back for ABC's of Beth next week. Thanks for listening, guys. See you then. Bye. Bye. Take care. <laughs> <laughs>